Welcome to this episode of the National Police Association podcast number 31. Salt Lake City officer shot by murder suspect, two Arkansas officer shot stopping gunman at Walmart, and New York cops speak out after two officers shot within 12 hours, from Salt Lake City, Utah. The Desert Sun reports a 30-year-old Layton man who police say was involved in a shootout with officers will be booked into the Salt Lake County Jail for investigation of murder once he is released from the hospital. Police say Michael Tyson Nance is the person responsible for the death of Natalie Thurber, 34, of Salt Lake City. In addition to murder, police said Tuesday he would be arrested for investigation of three counts of attempted aggravated murder for shooting at Salt Lake police officers as well as reckless endangerment and three counts of illegal discharge of a firearm. Although he was still in the hospital, police filed an affidavit in anticipation of Nance being transferred to the Salt Lake County Jail. On Monday, about 3.30 a.m., Salt Lake officers were called to an apartment complex at 125 South 300 East on a report if a domestic violence problem. Police believe Thurber called 911. According to the affidavit, on the open line dispatch could hear talking about someone getting hurt and getting killed, the first arriving officers could hear screaming and yelling coming from the apartment complex, officers announced their presence by calling out police to make contact with the persons in the apartment, officers heard two separate gunshots come from the interior of the apartment complex, one of which struck one SLCPD officer in the lower leg. Two SLCPD officers engaged the suspect and returned fire from the exterior of the apartment into the interior of the building, the affidavit states, police say Nance and police exchanged gunfire through a front window, when officers entered the apartment, they found Thurber dead with a gunshot wound to the head, the affidavit states, Nance was not in the apartment, but officers found a fresh blood trail leading out the back door. According to the affidavit, Nance was spotted bleeding near 200 South and 500 East by a local security guard. According to police, witnesses reported that Nance was bleeding heavily from the face. The affidavit states, when police arrived, Nance was receiving treatment from paramedics at a Salt Lake City fire station located at that address. Doctors said it appeared Nance's injury was self-inflicted. According to the affidavit, police say Thurber and Nance lived together. It was learned an argument ensued prior to the 911 call being placed which resulted in Thurber being shot and killed. Nance then directed fire at the officers outside upon their arrival, then turned the weapon on himself in efforts of committing suicide, which failed. The affidavit states, according to the affidavit, Nance had plans to move to Ohio on the day of the shooting. Investigators also found a bullet hole in the ceiling of the apartment. Though no one in the apartment above was injured, the officer who was shot has been released from the hospital but will have a long recovery period. According to Unified Police, the Unified Police Department will conduct the investigations into both the homicide and the officer-involved shooting. On social media, many friends expressed the grief and shock over Thurber's death. Some changed their profile picture on Facebook to a purple ribbon in her honor. Many remembered her as an avid motorcycle rider who participated in many charity rides around the state. My heart is breaking in more ways than one. I'm struggling to find the answers and desperate to know what happened to you. One of my besties, my friend, my love, my heart, you'll be missed more than you know. One woman posted on Facebook, you were an amazing person, your smile was contagious and I loved hanging out with you. 
I will remember the talks we had and all the memories, I know you will be riding with the angels now, you are loved and will be forever missed, another man wrote, a candlelight vigil was scheduled for Thursday. From Forest City, Arkansas, WREG reports two Forest City officers were shot and one suspect was killed Monday morning after a shooting in a Walmart. Sources at the Forest City Police Department identified the suspect as 40-year-old Bobby Gibbs and said he was dead. According to the Forest City Police Department, Lt. Eric Varner and Detective Eugene Waddlington were called to the store at 10.24 a.m. after Gibbs began making threats, saying he was going to blow up the Walmart. He was approached by the officers and that's when the suspect reportedly opened fire, striking both. We was at the register, and all we know is we're hearing gunshots and everyone just started running, said Jalesia Hill, who was in the store at the time. It was a very, very terrifying moment. Waddlington was airlifted to the regional medical center in Memphis for treatment. Varner was taken to a local hospital. It's due to their heroism and quick response that no civilians were injured, Forest City Mayor Cedric Williams said in a news conference. The quick response of our officers truly saved a lot of lives today. Sandy Bannister said he ran to the store after receiving a phone call from his panicked mom, who is a Walmart employee. It's scary waking up and your mama's on the phone, you don't know if she's shot or not, she's hyperventilating, I was just scared, Bannister said, nobody deserves to go through that, the Forest City Police Department and the street, Francis Sheriff's Office both made the scene, they blocked off the street adjacent to the store along with the store itself, Arkansas State Police have taken over the investigation, Williams said. Forest City schools were placed on lockdown during the incident and investigation, according to the school district's social media, Walmart released a statement saying, We are aware of the incident that took place at our store in Forest City this morning. We will continue to work with the Forest City Police Department to assist in their investigation, as this is an active investigation, any additional questions should be referred to the Forest City Police Department. Officers said the suspect, Gibbs, had been on their radar, the suspect is known, Forest City Police Chief Dion Lee said, I'm going to leave it at that right now, but nothing in his history would suggest that anything like this would happen, the mayor's office mourned the loss of life, while lauding the bravery of the first responders, the officers did their job, Mayor Cedric Williams said, with the officers' bravery and quick response, many lives were saved today. From New York City, CBS reports the shooting spree at a Bronx police precinct has touched off a political firestorm. Mayor Bill de Blasio is front and center, but other politicians are being criticized for not doing enough to end anti-cop bias. I know you will all join me in keeping our officers in your thoughts and prayers, de Blasio said Monday, beginning his Albany budget testimony with a nod to the horrific events in the 41st precinct. Three cops were injured in what police officials have called an attempted assassination, for at least one union leader, it was too little, too late, de Blasio is to blame for this. We have sent the message that it is okay to jump turnstiles. It is okay to resist arrest, we're emboldening criminals, said Sergeant's Benevolent Association President Ed Mullins, in the last several months. There have been a number of troubling anti-cop incidents, a group of men dumping water onto officers as they tried to make an arrest, an NYPD vehicle covered in trash on Halloween, mask-wearing anti-police protesters at Grand Central just 10 days ago, Bill de Blasio, bemoaning the relationship between cops and the black community, using his son, again, 
to jumpstart his failing presidential bid, there's something that sets me apart from my colleague in this race and that is for the last 21 years I've been raising a black son, de Blasio said at the time, the anti-police rhetoric has now fostered an atmosphere of hate, Mullins said, other police union leaders are troubled by all the elected officials in the state for enacting anti-cop legislation, including the controversial bail reform laws, they want changes, it sends a terrible message onto the community, it promotes criminal activity with no consequences, said Detectives Benevolent Association President Paul Giacomo, the people who suffer. Are the people out there enforcing the law, we need our politicians to recognize that this individual, there's more of them, he's not the only one in the city, said Lieutenant's Benevolent Association President Lou Turco, we need to address it. Police Benevolent Association President Pat Lynch is demanding elected officials have a come-to-Jesus moment, it's not too late to stand on that soapbox and say my words against police officers did damage, my words go in the heads of criminals on the street who thought they were safe enough to try to kill police officers, Lynch said, de Blasio said that while he was in Albany he did meet with various lawmakers to discuss bail reform and possible changes. Officer Paul Straffolini and Lieutenant Jose Gotro were shot within 12 hours over the weekend, allegedly at the hands of the same suspect, both Straffolini and Gotro have been treated and released from the hospital, Gotro, a 15-year veteran, walked out of the hospital on his own Monday to a round of applause from his brothers in blue, U.S. Attorney William Barr also spoke about the shootings Monday, letting the NYPD know that Washington has its back. I'd just like to express my outrage at the attempted assassination of two New York City police officers, he said, I want them to know that they have the full support of this administration and this Department of Justice, the suspected gunman, 45-year-old Robert Williams, was arraigned and remanded into custody Monday on charges of attempted murder, criminal possession of a weapon and resisting arrest. Police said Williams had a lengthy criminal history and spent time in jail for attempted murder following a shootout with police in 2002. From Palm City, Florida, the Inquirer reports the off-duty police officer who shot the suspect in the shooting death last week of a Florida state trooper is from Kalamazoo, Jamel Headings, 44, was born in Detroit and raised in Kalamazoo and attended Lenorix High School, according to his father, David Headings. David Headings is a former chief of the Battle Creek Police Department. Jamel Headings has been identified as the off-duty officer from the Riviera Beach Police Department who shot Franklin Reed, 3, 28, after Reed shot and killed Florida State Trooper Joseph Bullock, 42. Bullock was a 19-year veteran with the Florida Highway Patrol. Bullock was killed Thursday after he stopped to help a stranded motorist on Interstate 95 near Palm City, Florida. About 45 minutes north of West Palm Beach, police believe Reed was angry about a tow bill and shot the trooper and then shot at the tow truck driver who was fleeing. Funeral services for Bullock will be Thursday in Bradenton, Florida. David Heading said Monday that his son was on his way to work and stopped at the scene and fired a shot at Reed, who may have then committed suicide. An investigation is continuing. He was on his way to work and saw it and the guy was shooting at him. David Headings said from his winter home in Georgia, he engaged with the guy but the guy shot at him twice and, Jamel, shot one time, Jamel Headings has been placed on administrative leave, routine in an officer-involved shooting, and is undergoing debriefing and counseling, he spent a few days after the shooting with his father and mother, he is doing good but there is a little bit of depression, David Headings said, 
I told him a lot of his feelings are normal, I just told him it was going to bother him, the feelings he has now are normal, I told him that when he is a supervisor that when another officer has to take a life to remember how he felt and what he needed, David Headings said, we only have one institution and this is the military in combat where a person will get a medal for killing someone, no other place will do that. David Headings said his son attended Western Michigan University but moved to Florida to complete his education. He spent two years with the with the Florida Department of Corrections and joined the Riviera Beach Police Department in 2010. Riviera Beach is a community of about 40,000 people with 120 officers in the police department. David Headings retired from the Kalamazoo Department of Public Safety and was named Battle Creek Police Chief in 2002 until his retirement in 2010. This news brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how you can help law enforcement accomplish its goals visit nationalpolice.org.